Hey guys, it's Heath, here to welcome you to another episode of Apollo Protection Agency from Southern Tom Foolery. If you haven't already heard, we announced a new feature for our Patreon subscribers at the $10 tier, and we're calling it Titanium Mics Fight Rock. Starting in September, subscribers at the $10 tier for three months are going to be eligible to have an online meeting with me and our very good friend Brian Fuchs to participate in a boxing match against Titanium Mike via an updated version of the boxing rules we used for the tournament on Outpost Z. I'm really excited not only to continue to use the boxing minigame, but to provide our patrons an opportunity for some personal hangout time as well as a little friendly competition. For more details, check out the newest episode of Tom Talks, in which Adam and I talk to Brian about his involvement in this project and what Fight Rock will be all about. For now, let's jump back into the story at New Elysium with episode 77, Tame Impatra. Welcome back to Southern Tomfoolery, the Apollo Protection Agency arc. Here we are on episode 77. I think 77, yeah. 77. 77. How Lucky are you number 77. all doing this evening? I'm, I'm Fantastic. So good. I'm drinking a Truly Lemonade. It's delicious. Nice. I'm, I'm drinking something new tonight that I've not ever had before. <laughs> From KBC Brewing Company, it's a ma- a mighty Cascade Brute IPA, so it's kind of like a champagne IPA. Drinking it from a can, like a cretin. Champagne. Oh, I, mean, champagne. I, I used to drink. Champagne. I, I used to it. drink Miller High Life, the true champagne of beers. <laughs> so, like you know, not I'm not far from those days, but it's pretty good. I am drinking a breakfast IPA. I know me and Emily both love those as a reward for the fact that I have now uh, woken up at 8.30 and worked out every day of July. Hell yeah, man. That's July 2nd. Oh, man, I got June and July mixed up. God damn it. (laughs) Two days. Two days in a row. I'm just saying I've been doing good the last few days. All of July. I'm fucking proud of you, job, mate. I've, I mean, I've drank a lot of water. I've, I've worked out. I've gotten my sleep schedule like back in order. You know, mm-hmm. good man. Hey guys, That's- for what it's worth, uh, when the listeners hear this, it will be well past that. However, today at time of recording, it is Matumbe Day. It is Matumbe Day. It we did Matumbe. a what are you drinking? Uh, opening here, which is a, a shout out uh, to vodka. <laughs> to HLP and it is Mutumbe Day after all. So let's all give a shout out to Steve. Hey, well, Steve. Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Steve. Hey, Southern Tomfoolery <laughs> Podcast and sometimes Tex Arcana on the Hideous Tomfoolery Podcast and uh, DJ Trev on that other one, uh, the Hacky Sack Hurrahs. And uh, I got a big. 
Oh, uh, God, you got to spoil it for you there. Content uh, warning. That so, happy, happy Matumbe it. Day, Steve. Now, yeah. for those of us happy not Matumbe, Matumbe, what is Matumbe Day? I don't know. I just heard about it today. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's just but, a day celebrating his character. Steve's character is Matumbe, well, so like, it's Matumbe I don't day. know. There was some kind of Discord conversation that happened like over a year ago where Steve said he wanted Matumbe Day to be july 2nd and someone dug it up and was like hey it's matumbe day <laughs> right i, I mean we're celebrating egg week this week so yeah the holidays yeah. are just abound you know mm, yeah are. canada Tis day the season yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah but for, well it's uh for sure for steve i i wish you all the snake girls all the snake right. girls Cheers. Well, I'm sure for Canada Day, uh, John's new character <laughs> and Emily are going to pull three or four more Canadian standoffs. Yeah. Tell me about episode. your fashion. No, you tell me about your fashion. Tell me about your foreign accent. No, you tell me about your foreign accent. I wonder how many times they're going to trade accents. That's going to be a fun time. Ooh, is that a Vera Bradley bag? Oh, get the fuck out of here with Vera Bradley. That's some basic ass shit. That's he. some basic ass shit. Sorry. Not Mandibular Montclair. No. Uh, so, y'all y'all kind of hit a turning point last week as it, it became clear that something is, is off. Now, there's definitely been instances prior, but I think last episode was really... Was really where it's, it's kind of, you guys as a group talked about it and made the decision to say, Hey, we need to be on our guard because some shit ain't right. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're trying to figure out this Kuiper guy and you got close with a lunch and he kind of evaded you. And he ghosted us, dude. He did. He did. So you're rude on a date. Stuck us with the bill and everything, man. And everything. Uh, on the free, all expenses paid trip. But that fancy yeah. level of people, they were buying the top-notch shit that you actually had to pay for, you know? I think that's only at uh, Taste of Elysium. I don't know. I could be wrong. No, you're you're, you're right about it. It, it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because the fact of the matter is, is he was just ducking out of there because he wanted to talk to you in a more secure place. And that place, he offered the suggestion of your ship. And you guys have all just seen this message from Kuiper in your li- in your common room. And it's about 9 o'clock on the evening of the third day. And that's where we're going to start, with you guys responding to that message as a group. Well, shit, let's go right now, then. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if he's available. Like, right now? Right this second? Yeah, what do you, what do you get better to do? Sleep? I mean, I was going to go have a drink, but... Terry can make you a drink on the tracer, man. Come on. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm I'm going to swing by somewhere on the way out. I'll hit that uh, that gardens uh, bar, whatever, whatever bar is still open. I'm going to just hit that one, and I'll, I'll get one to go. Captain, can you get a hold of him? Let me see, yes, if, if he's even available. Um, and she would uh, try and call or message Kuiper, whatever is the easiest, I suppose. Using what? Uh, don't don't use he. Yeah, she'd pull up her calm and then she just kind of like look at you. Has the app on it, so like yeah. really the yeah. only only part, only communications channel that you have available that does not have New Elysium content on it is the is the Epic Tracer, which by default then Fell has a connection to. 
<laughs> Josh is like it, pointing to the so back of his head. Right now. He's like, so excited. He's like, 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 it's me. He's like, I need to do something important now. <laughs> yeah, so she she would, Zuma would look at her comments and be like, um, felt maybe you can contact him a little bit more securely? Yeah, yeah, g- give me a sec. And uh, Fel will respond to, I guess whatever address, however you can, uh, contact me with the encrypted message, mm-hmm. we'll encrypt one and send one in kind. Uh, just saying, how about right now? Like, just real real short, sweet, simple. Um, he responds, yeah. Newcom, yeah, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to give you an inspiration for that before, but before you take yours, I, I meant to do this at the top of the episode. I think Heath, Mike earned one last week with your interaction with Gardenzio, and I got ahead. I got kind of distracted with the whole, you know, ship getting torn apart by random asteroids that I forgot to give it to you. But I want to give you one now. So let's start with you, and then Kuiper, you can take one as well. So Mike, what'd you draw? Really? <clears throat> she gonna be real happy. I got a rob inspiration. Uh oh. All right. <laughs> Says uh. And that's Robin from Easton, Maryland. Um, she says, hey, baby, mind if I send my probe into your wormhole? Yes! <laughs> yeah, I got them. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, thank you, Robin. Thank you. Um, what about Thanks you, Piper? <laughs> uh, hey, I also wanted to give credit to our boy Brian, uh, Old Scratch Johnson. He's the one that got me out of the befuddled state I was in last episode. Nice, nice. And let's see. I also got a Rob inspiration. Oh boy! Double what? dose of Robin. Deoxygen. Right. Double Coming dose in. of this pimp. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we'll get it. We we'll get it. I'm sorry, I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, nothing is foolproof to a sufficiently talented fool. Oh, oh here at Southern Tom Foolery, I'm yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff, it. Robin. You. That was deep. That was deep like a wormhole. Uh, <laughs> got it. Wow. Probe it. Uh, <laughs> about it. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Well, yeah, so what do you actually respond with as you get this message right back? OMW. On my way. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? (laughs) Fel doesn't even like read out and just looks around the room and just points a thumb towards the door and starts heading that way. Let's fucking go. Yeah, uh, and so you do. And do we see anybody? Is anybody out and about like noticing all of us walking through the Mm -hmm. resort? Yeah. Uh, It's it's about what like nine ten. You do see a couple of the Buzzblades making their way towards the casino. <laughs> All right, Beraldor, come with us. <laughs> <laughs> Beraldor is definitely among them. It's Beraldor, Yasloya, and... Um, and Not Corin. Not Corin. No. Kasefu. Uh, uh, no, Verle. The, uh, the Lashinta. Oh, well, I mean, we'll give them a curt nod and keep walking, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they seem, you know, they, they like, wave at you, and, like, they kind of give you that look of, like, hey, do, 
do you want to engage or should we just keep walking? You know, you know the look, <laughs> and, right? You know the look. I, uh, I give them. I kind of give them the like. Not now. The finger like, guns. Tactical eyes. Like. Yeah, we'll hollow. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like cool, and they go on their way. But they definitely see. They saw you walking towards the ship. Kuiper, you pass. Um, Phil. Philip. And he's talking to Dr. Sidrani from the the spa. And roll roll a sense motive. Oh, sense motive. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, okay. That's a thirty, baby. <laughs> yeah, you can see that there's a little bit of distress on Philip's face and a kind of like soothing calm on the doctor's face like she seems to be like trying to calm him down a little bit and he's not like frantic or anything but with that sense motive you can tell that he's kind of like being soothed by the doctor uh question can i also roll a perception on see if there's any kind of markings on them or anything like that uh you don't have to roll i mean mean, what's what's your bonus uh, it is a 13. Yeah, yeah. So, like, your passive perception is good enough cool. to, to, to tell that, uh, yeah, some of Philip's makeup has faded, and you can see the shiner kind of poking through a little bit. He definitely has a black eye. The doctor, for her part, looks fine. You know, no, no issues on her part. Okay. All I right. knew it. I, I called it. Somebody hit him. Oh, yeah. I mean, we did say he has a very punchable face. However, he did. You've been saying it from the beginning. Yeah, that's, um, that's true. <laughs> it was a, it was so a matter of time, too. you know? Yeah. Someone's leading me to it. He's, he's, he's lucky it time. wasn't me. You know? <laughs> uh, so you guys get to the, like, docking hallway, and there's a couple security guards there, and they just kind of stop you for half a second, you know, not intimidatingly, so... They're like, uh, what, what are you doing here? What, what's good? I mean, are you leaving? No, we just have to attend to a few things on our ship. Uh, oh, but uh, our staff here can retrieve anything from your ship. All you have to do is use the app. Yes, it is very wonderful, and we have appreciated all of the things that the app has provided us, as well as the staff. But this is a personal matter, you understand, of course. And she would just kind of like smile brightly, like this is not question. Yeah, roll a diplomacy check. Okay. God, she's got that twenty in customer service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's gonna be a, a thirty-one. Yeah, you're good. You're good. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And they just kind of step to the side. And Kuiper, nice. I think at this point, you just kind of slide, like you're coming up right about the same time, and you just sidle into next to him into the procession. You know, like yep. you were there with him the whole time, and you just move move right in with him. Um, let me let me get a bluff just for the sake of of, of rolling die, just to see if you're able to uh, sneak on by. That wouldn't be a stealth. <laughs> No, because he's not hiding. He's bluffing uh, that he was. Uh, right. you know, yeah, man, I'm, I'm mixing group. in with the priest. I got you. Know? you. <laughs> We're gonna go have to talk to him in jail. Thank you. That is a twenty. Okay, you're good. You're good. I mean, these are just you know 
regular guards, you know. They, you know, they're not expecting anything weird anyway. So you're just going to the ship, and they're cool. You guys are able to get the ship, and you work your... And you notice that Vargas has kind of slipped in with, in step with y'all. And I think I'll, I'll start the action at your loading ramp of the ship. Fell doesn't say anything. He holds out his uh, handout comm unit and, like, gestures to it and then gives kind of a beckoning motion to everyone, like, give me your comm units. Yeah. I'm Not a- without saying it. Yeah. For sure, turn yeah. it over, you know. Gladly. Or in, like, cell phones. can't wait to yeah. give him that fucking phone. Yeah. I'm with it. For sure. All you right, give him then. yours? Yeah, I do. Wow. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. And uh, fella realizes that what Kuiper just did, and and like yeah, yeah, he looks straight at him, yeah. And uh, yeah, fell goes in and goes back to, let's say he goes into like makes his way into aft engineering, like on the far tail end of the ship, and uh, in the engine room, just put that like (laughs) yeah, the engine room basically, (laughs) no, like like behind, right? Yeah, put it in the refrigerator, so to speak, and puts puts them into a drawer, going into the walk-in, yeah, (laughs) and then and leaves, and when he gets back up towards the galley, towards the galley-ish area, says, "Hey, uh, like in a quiet voice, hey Terry, uh, play some music back in the uh, aft engineering room." I will do, which the B fifty two suffice. Love Shack, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Terry, just on repeat. Yeah, Terry on just repeat. Puts, puts the Love Shack on. Uh, it's it's the it's the regular version and also the Flintstones version, uh, just back and forth. You know, <laughs> just do uh, baby so shark. Just like, do like the whole album, so it doesn't seem weird, right? Yeah, totally. I I concur that this is a better way to listen to music, but uh, I do as you instruct. Terry, just just. Play one of my playlists. Like I don't care what it is. Oh, just I was hoping that you would listen to. Okay. Be, tell you what, t- Terry. Real. Just this just is play, the B fifty two. Play my special B fifty twos mix. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but but Phil, you're a poser. You yeah, don't yeah, have it, a it's B fifty two love shack, and that's all that's on it. You know what I mean? There's it no rock lobster, lobster on it. No. I mean, maybe, you know, like, there's definitely no, the hippie shake or anything like that on there at all. Um, no, anyways, some music ensues. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, and then, yeah, he goes back to the loading area and gestures for them to, or everybody to come in and I guess we find a place to settle following, uh, yeah, I mean, we're on the ship up up towards the nose of the ship. We've got our. Like the auditorium area. I will Board. say that I mean I think that Fell probably would have is is you know in what you're doing now is basically making sure the ship is secure and a part of that is running a diagnostic of the ship and everything. You had already mm-hmm. started a self diagnostic of Terry the um, the AI, and so before you even get started, you kind of take a look at the reports and you you there is no new Elysium software installed anywhere on the computers of of the ship of the epic tracer and all the diagnostics of terry's um programming is you you do notice that terry has started to write some of his own code 
uh, but it's more like the personality of him developing rather than it yeah. than it. You don't see anything that suggests that he is trying to take over. You know, you don't see any yeah, malicious code, but you do see lines of code in there that are not in your AI or in your in your exocortex. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! Kill about him. it. <laughs> Kill whole, him now. No, that's the that's the whole <laughs> idea. Of, mechanism. Of, you know, They're all jokes. NBD. It's just lines and lines of yeah. Of it's joke a bunch code. of bunch of like really really bad jokes. You know, like, whole bunch bl- of like Blaine from the Dark Tower. Yeah. I mean that doesn't work because that's definitely in Josh's AI. <laughs> <laughs> in Josh's AI, yes, maybe yeah, not. Josh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the point being is that you do have a secure place to talk as a group here. I will say you also notice that there's lots of scaffolding and like parts of it taped off because you have, you know, you they offered the upgrade. And so you can see some of that work being done, but there's no workers on the ship at the moment. And, and you know, when you ran the scan, there's they haven't like installed anything outside of your knowledge, you know. Spyware. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, I guess what I, I know I said the auditorium earlier, but it makes more sense just me in the galley because it's kind of a table type situation. Um, and just, hey guys, we uh, we should be good to talk. But the, yeah, the comm units in the back, I got Terry playing some music for it. It's, uh, you know, this is about as secure as we can get. I had him do a t- uh, diagnostic, everything checks out, nothing weird, nothing strange, at least not here. Is this in the morning or the this is still at night? This is still yeah. So so Mike immediately like once he knows we're secure or whatever, not that the security would even matter, but he's like still kind of freaked out and like goes to the fridge and like starts pouring drinks. And he like in the process of pouring you guys drinks, probably pounds two shots before he even gets all your drinks pouring. (laughs) He's he's visibly like. Shook. You know Mike, right? Yeah. Pretty well. Like, and he's a little shook, right? Don't yeah. say shaken or you might get that condition. I say shook. Uh, <laughs> it's a different thing. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, Mike Mike passes out drinks to the crew. And, and Kuiper, I mean, this is your first time being on the ship. And it's a nice ship. You know, like, you recognize a nice ship. And you can definitely see that it's... Well, no, you can't because it's so, it's actually like brand new and doesn't have any battle scars on it. Um, because uh, effectively this ship has not been hit yet. This yeah. ship's pristine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a I, solid I think, 55 out of 55. Right. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's the full 55, which nothing gets that rating. Uh, but I think in the process, he like takes a couple shots while he's pouring people drinks and he gets the last one and he hands it to Kuiper and he's like, alright motherfucker you sent us the message, you start the meeting, right? And he's not trying to be like intimidating but he's like frazzled and it's just like why are we here? He recognizes that you're the muscle and he gets it you know, so anyway he just takes the drink downs it real quick and then he just says thank you for meeting with me I'm sorry for the cloak and dagger routine after our luncheon I felt more certain in the integrity of your crew and the passion of your cause so because of this I lay my cards on the table and he places his hand over his throat 
and you can see him concentrating. And there's like a meaty pop underneath, uh, like underneath the muscle and tissue. What? Is this some roadhouse shit? And um, this motherfucker ain't a potra. <laughs> and He's anyway. an Patra. Shit, that was great. That was good. That's good. That's good as fuck. I'm gold. giving you, you know the un- unheard of, uh, the, the very rare fourth wow. inspiration, dude. That fourth was inspiration. That was good. <laughs> oh my I'm going to hit the gold button. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, let me, let me, oh, I got a personal one. Let me oh, guess. Shit. You've hit a high, high point for a low standard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Eat. Oh my God. All right, go ahead. Go ahead and draw your, your, your felspiration. All right, draw one of those. Oh God. Of course, it's from Bear. Uh, it's from Connor, Morristown, New Jersey. Message, uh, go fella nerd. I guess, uh, nah. I'm just joshing. <laughs> nah, hey, you deserve that. You deserve yeah, that's the type of word that's of that. the inspiration you should have got for the reason you got that inspiration. You know, we've gotten uh, other than the ones that didn't have a message at all. The ones we've gotten have been oddly appropriate. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, great. Thank you, Bear. Um, so there's a pop in your throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Popping throats. Anyway. Uh, Gross. And, you know, you just kind of like you see a strain on his face, like just a little wince. You hear him? You're the puta. I'll never get used to that modulator. Yeah. Well, I guess the cat is out of the bag. <laughs> the fuck? And with that, he's just going to continue. So, I may not have been completely honest. I fucking lied. Tough shit. It's not illegal. And in my line of work, it's often necessary. Now, you may be wondering. I'm a bounty hunter. Sometimes lying gives me my leads or gets me close to my mark. Now, why I brought you all here? I don't know much, but... Before my contact croaked, he mentioned a corporation called Eclipse Innovations. Might have heard of it. I actually uh, used to work for them, man. Yes, we will get to that. And then it continues. And some shady business involving missing employees. Before I arrived, the only clues I have is that Karachimba Keon Reese and his arrival at New Elysium. Now, I know that Eclipse Innovations is a research company that specializes in diverse technological and magic tech. They're a Kuvakara, nothing you already don't know. But, on the front end, nothing is mentioned on New Elysium, nor this fucking app. And with that, we, yeah, we're going to go into a flashback. Some doodly doos. This is straight up Alright, we're getting there, guys. We're doing okay. Uh, let me get the music right here. 
As the Cazador drops out of the drift, the Vescarium model Interceptor-class starship is immediately dwarfed by the stark contrast of the title-locked Verses. This is the first time that Kuiper has actually seen the planet. In fact, this is the first time that he has been in the Pact Worlds at all. After setting a course for the Sky Dock, Kuiper punches a few commands into his console, and the transmission that brought him here pops up. He has watched this message a few times now, but wants the info to be fresh now that he has arrived. A Yasoki appears in his playback display, and the familiar message repeats. Kuiper, I know. It's been a long time, but I'm cashing in that favor. There is something I need your particular set of skills for. I have been working at Eclipse Innovations for the last couple of years. And while it is a typical corporate tech job, it has been pretty good as far as that goes. But recently, weird things have been happening. People getting promoted only to never be seen again. Whispers of a different location and strange technology. I know you and the crew always thought I was just crazy with all my theories, but this one is for real. As soon as I started poking around out of curiosity, I started seeing Eclipse Innovations activity around my apartment and emails. So now, I am more than curious. I am pissed off. You owe me, Kuiper. And I can't trust anyone here on Versus, as they are probably owned by EI. Please come and I will tell you more. I think they are going to make a move soon. So get here quick. Yours in arms, Kristoff. Kuiper recalls the favor that Kristoff mentioned. A gifted hacker, Kristoff helped him out of the jam with Vescarium officials. Shortly after landing on Verses, Kuiper hails a cab from the Sky Dock to Kristoff's address, information he was able to pull off the infosphere with great ease, something he noted that would be far more difficult in the Vescarium. Or perhaps Kristoff wasn't as important here in the Pact Worlds, therefore less likely to be under any scrutiny like he was back home. When Kuiper arrives, he notes that Kristoff may have gotten a nice tech job, but it certainly can't be paying well, as the apartment building that his address is at looks as if it's in shambles. Broken windows scatter the many stories that rise up into the smog-filled twilight of Kuvakara, the capital of Verses. Trash litters the sidewalks and drains, and some unrecognizable form stirs under a trash bag in the alley next to the building. Kuiper's eyes have no problem piercing through the dim haze. He pulls his coat tight against the cold rain and enters the building. He climbs rusty stairs, not trusting the elevator in this unkempt, run-down domicile. He reaches Kristoff's apartment door and immediately notices that it is ajar, and that there are splinters around the lock. It's been busted in. Kuiper draws his pistol and with his back to the hallway, slides along the wall next to the doorframe. He quickly swings around the entrance, gun pointed into the apartment. A swift assessment tells him that there is no one here, but he is too late. 
the lifeless body of the Yasoki lay sprawled in the middle of the disheveled den. Kuiper sucks through his teeth in disappointment. <sighs> Malditos mapareros! He grabs a tiny coffee cup and slings it against the wall with a satisfying crash. Quickly composing himself, Kuiper begins searching around the apartment, trying to assess what these intruders might be after. Doesn't take him long to see Kristoff's work desk, clearly missing the computer that should be attached to its power source. He walks back over to Kristoff's body and begins his own search. Nothing in the pockets, nothing in his shoes, no comm unit to be found. But Kuiper knows there is a place they probably didn't check, and he reaches his two furred fingers into the Yusoki's mouth. Yes, everyone knows that Yusokis have cheek pouches, but Kristoff, being the paranoid conspiracy nut that he was, had his pouches augmented with a separate null space pouch, one not so easily found. Kuiper knew this, and he guessed that whoever broke into Kristoff's place wouldn't. Sure enough, in the hidden pouch, Kuiper felt a crumpled piece of paper. He retrieved it and shook off the gunk, and then unfurled it to see what it contained. It only had two words hastily scrawled onto it in Vesk. Kaon Reese. After getting some sleep, Kuiper woke up early and went to the lobby of the hotel he was staying in. He poured himself a cup of complimentary coffee, which was burnt in the consistency of tar, but he sipped it begrudgingly as he sat at one of the small tables. He pulled out his data pad and began to research Kaon Reese. Not a lot on the man in the infosphere, but by all accounts, a stand-up Verthani, born and raised here in Kuvakara, in a neighborhood called The Shade. Looks like our prince was once a pauper. He had been particularly gifted as a student, soaring through his education with top marks, earning himself a scholarship to a prestigious university, of which he also graduated with honors. Directly after graduating, he was offered an intern position at a tech company called Eclipse Innovations. He quickly climbed the corporate ladder and earned himself an executive position as the director of Starship Maintenance Innovation, overseeing the entire Skydock division of Eclipse Innovations. Throughout his time at Skydock, he had developed a reputation of being an everyman, often seen hanging out with the mechanics and technicians of his department rather than the, his corporate peers. He managed a lot of charity foundations for the inner city of Rathani and was known to be involved in lots of volunteer work and education. By all accounts, a stand-up guy. Then, as of five years ago, all information on him ceases. The last thing that Kuiper could dig up on Mr. Reese was that he was given a promotion and transferred back to Eclipse Innovation's corporate office in the west facet of Kuvakara. No information on what his new title was and he seems to disappear from the public eye. His financial contributions to his various philanthropic efforts continued, but his sleeves rolled up, hands-on approach vanished. Kuiper closed the infosphere on his data pad and called a car to take him to the west facet. <sighs> Let's see what Mr. Responsible has been up to. Proceeding up the stone steps to the lanky tower, the Patra quickly changes attire to something a bit more affable. Instinctively, he activates his vocal modulator and winces slightly. 
not as painful as it once was. Still, though, a little discomfort in exchange for another lead. The words echo in his mind, to take, one must first give. Even now, he can still hear that voice. Kuiper breezes into Eclipse Innovation's lobby, a stark and modern design in futurism. Within this brightly lit foyer, tall, leafy green plants grow from ceramic pots on either side of the steel doors to the southwest. The floor is covered in a thin mint green carpet, and the concrete walls are painted an institutional shade of off-white. A glass double door to the northeast leads to what appears to be a reception area. Two other doors flank the glass double doors that make up the entrance. Kuiper continues through to the reception area and sees a Verthani man attending the silver metal reception desk in the center of the room. The Patra immediately notices that the receptionist looks exhausted, and he makes a mental note, but approaches with his toothy smile and with a soft purr in his voice, he says, Excuse me, my fine sir. I am here to visit Mr. Reese. The Verthani raises an eyebrow begins typing on the reception computer and simply inquires in an almost emotionless voice. Do you have an appointment? No, I do not. However, I would think that he would like to discuss a potential business deal with an ambassador of Fisk 6 The receptionist continues to pull up information on his console. Kuiper produces one of his many fabricated identification scan cards and with all confidence, smiles at the receptionist and places it on the counter. The Verthani doesn't even look at the ID, just simply responds in that same cold voice. Mr. Reese is not in today and is not expected to return for some time. He clearly did not have an appointment, so good day to you, sir. Kuiper takes a quick moment to further study this Verthani. The receptionist's eyes are burdened with the heavy bags that only comes from lack of sleep. Kuiper notices small cuts on the top of the Verthani's hands, and a waver in his posture as he struggles to even stand. Kuiper moves to walk past the reception desk and toward the inner halls beyond, and before he is even a step beyond the threshold, much to Kuiper's surprise, the Verthani is on him with lightning speed. A hand like a vice grip clamps onto the Patra's arm. Sir, you're not allowed in without an appointment. Please step back, or I will call security. Vargas sees that the Verthani has been augmented with powered legs. He thinks he can take this man in seconds flat, but decides not to push his welcome any further for the time being. Besides, he's bought himself just enough time for the hidden camera in his ID badge to scan whatever was pulled up on that computer screen. Back at his hotel, Vargas is looking at the scan from his ID badge with a slight smirk. The receptionist had pulled up Mr. Reese's schedule, and it looks as if this Verthani Boy Scout had decided he needed a vacation at the company retreat. I want to stress that, that Kuiper has basically told you this story in so many words. You know, so this is not just a memory. He's kind of laying, as he said, he's laying his cards out on the table. Right. And so you, you, you know, obviously you don't know all the details, but you get the general gist of this is what he's doing and why he's here. Yeah. So can, can we just like stop and go back into the doodly doos and just keep on with that storyline? Cause I, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? You're in it. 
Ta-da. You're in it right now. You're <laughs> in the next part like, of the story. Uh, just tell it. Just like you know. Just fast forward to the next bit of information on on uh, Ken Reese. Huh? <laughs> Old Kaiperoni. Uh, yeah. So no. I believe with his new voice, it'd be Kuiper. 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 Okay. Bell is definitely gonna like has some stuff to say. I yes. mean, do I need so, a sense motive or like? I, 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 he's not. Yeah, trying you can to do a sense motive if you want. Well, I no, mean. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, I've I've doubted him thus far, but like, uh, I'm inclined to think that he's telling the truth. But mm-hmm. I mean, he just re- he just revealed his actual voice. Yeah, like, true, true. everything that you've been asking and in, in intuiting, he just confirmed and validated. So you know Warren just I mean? says, "I fucking knew it." <laughs> <laughs> And uh. is he, uh, he says, <laughs> well, a suspicious mind is a healthy mind. I, would. I love that this guy, sus- that Kuiper's like new voice is kind of like the voice from, uh, you guys been watching we what we do in the shadows. Yes. Yeah. I haven't so, seen it. So the, oh, the, so the, the, the main the guy, great. the main but vampire. The movie's great. The show's funny. The show's yeah. awesome. Hilarious. And like, yeah, the main, the main guy, the, uh, Romanian uh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's so, it's so funny. Like you're, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ziva would say, like, uh, Yes, our Oren has uh, suspicions in spades. Um, I'm sorry, so you are a bounty hunter, yes? Is that accurate? Yes, that is very accurate. So then you have a contract or something on Mr. Well, not necessarily a contract. I have a lead. In other words, I decided to take this case. As a favor starts to your friend. Yes, my contact. I see. So, uh, I used to actually work with and for Chaos. Ah, I'm, like we were close. I'm like, glad close. that we got to that because I didn't want to make this uncomfortable. But <laughs> I need to address your crew. How long have you known? This Feltani. Me? I'm talking to the other crew. Oh Wait. shit! <laughs> they talk about how long have you known Fel? Is that Fel's, the question? Yes. Oh, yeah, wow. Fel's domed eyes just somehow get wider. <laughs> uh, I don't like your fucking aggressive uh, ways of phrasing that, mate. I've known Fel for a year and he's. Is a fucking sweetheart. I've known right? him much longer than that. I live with him. Trust me. If I had a problem with it, you'd know about it. Look, you need to know, okay? I, I was there. I heard the man telling him to get the fuck out of here, okay? There's only so many ways you can take that. Are you sure? Can he be trusted? And at this moment, Fell shares the email that he had, that he received from Kaon after that encounter on the docks. And just... Uh, recounts it, you know, from loose memory because the comms are actually back or are uh, comm units. Well, no, it'd be in his uh, his exocortex comm because it would have been sent directly to him, correct? Or was that on his yeah. data pad? That was sent through the app. Okay, it was sent through the app. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, Fell recounts. Uh, you have you look from look. 
I mean, you're you're an engineer with an exocortex. cortex. Mm-hmm. There's some things that don't need to be said. Like I imagine you've made a copy. You you have a copy yeah. of everything. It's on a yeah, we're done to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't think that's stretching. Yeah. Belief, you can pull your you know? Gmail up on your exocortex. <laughs> like, yeah. I like hundred percent don't remember what that said. All right, just being honest. So basically, it was Kaon uh, apologizing for having that type of outburst. There's no way to greet an old friend. It seemed very corporate and like trying to cover the like patch the grounds or damage control. I don't know how to say it. Damage control. Yeah, damage yeah. control. It was very yeah, much a corporate right. damage control email for his outburst at the docks. Um saying it was preposterous of him to think that I shouldn't enjoy myself at this establishment, uh, particularly curious of my thoughts or of Fell's thoughts uh, rega- in regards to the Keys of Elysium app, which is why I've been digging into it further. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking forward to a full report on Fell's take, and just like the good old days. Um, and P.S., I would ask that you do me a favor as an old friend and not speak about seeing me at the resort. Mm-hmm. In an effort to further remove New Elysium from its prior corporate retreat image, we've been tr- trying to keep Eclipse Innovation's name away from the resort. Thank you for discretion. So he blatantly shares that with Kuiper. Like, he's already shared that with the rest of the group. But even in that, Kaon's still being shady. Okay. Have you shared that with us? Mm-hmm. Emily may be forgetting. Oh. No, he hasn't shared it with the group. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Cuz you okay. read that by yourself and you Yeah. Knew, you knew. Actually, yeah. I actually for- I forgot. So now he yeah. just did. Now he just did. So I mean, sh- I read it in full on air when we when Yeah, I first yeah, you did cuz yeah, so. like we've all heard it, but the crew you haven't shared it with the crew. So he kind of like gestures with his eyes, tactical eyes to everybody else like can he be trusted? You know, just saying it with his eyes, but you know. uh, you're still asking about Fell? Yeah. yeah. Yes. The guy who just revealed all this information to you. Just revealed it to y'all too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. Uh, he but doesn't like, he just, just remember that the Kuiper doesn't know yeah, he doesn't y'all know from it's... shit. You know. Yeah. yeah, I get that, but also like, look, this fella just revealed some information to us all. Yeah. Took a leap of faith. Well, he don't know you at all, and he knows what you are as a fucking bounty hunter, right? Mm. And, and Mike says that with a lot of disdain. Well, and 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 Phil, I mean, to some degree, you would be like, I think, concerned to you know, mm-hmm. because like for you, Kayon Reese is your friend, you know, yep. or at least a friendly acquaintance. And here's a bounty hunter who's like, I'm after this motherfucker. You know, that's a that's a thing. Yeah. To do, I mean, you know, so Mike's not wrong in responding in that way, and Mike is also very irritable. <laughs> also, I don't think Mike likes the concept of bounty hunters very much. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't cool. think he likes that job. Like, Love it. There may may have been a time in his gang days where he would have been cool with it, but like he's been intentionally transporting people. Against with bounty his protective hunters. Yeah. protective yeah. services against bounty hunters yeah. for a decade. Right, right. Like right. we inherently don't fucking like each other. Like I'm waiting to wreck a bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's good. Well, nice. and as far right. as back to the Kaon and Fell thing, like as far as Fell's concerned, or as far as Fell knows, 
Kaon basically just got promoted out of his situation because he was just that good. Right, right. You yeah, know, he, yeah. he got promoted away from Fell going up the corporate right, ladder. Right, I mean, right, Kel, right. Uh, uh, um, Fell's perception of Kaon is essentially what was reported when when Kuiper did the research, you know, like mm-hmm. Kaon has a really good reputation. He's just, there's just five years missing of, of what he's been up to, you know, exactly. for the last five years. But like anything that's on record is him being like a, a very genuinely like helpful back to the community type person, you know, and, and Fell's experience with Kaon. You know, in the workplace, is that Kaon was always hanging out with him and curious of his thoughts, and like spending most of his time in the in the shop with him rather than at a desk or in a meeting room. You know what I mean? Like he, this is it's it's all very strange to Fell, is what I'm saying. Is that there would even be a bounty hunter after him, and the way that he reacted in this email is all like very uncharacteristic of the Reese that you know. Well, and uh, excuse me if I'm like buttoning in or, or making assumptions, but I feel like the nature of the, the party uh, minus Kuiper's sketchy ass is that like a, a person like Kaon Reese, who we know that one of our friends has a connection with, who he to some degree trusts, you know, like we would much more be suspicious of like the corporation mm-hmm. as like the... Yeah. the the cause of like shady dealings, right? Than right. the individual right. that we think is an upstanding citizen, right? Mm-hmm. We would be much more suspicious of the, the of Eclipse Innovations itself than of chaos. Oh, I'm I absolutely suspicious of Eclipse Innovations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you hate capitalism, right? Mm. That's like your thing, <laughs> you know? Mr. Vargas. Um, I will say this on the matter of Fell and his undoubted trustworthiness. He has fought along beside us against Aslanti and monsters and monstrous Aslanti. That's a bit of a... Um, uh, well, it, it means the same thing, I think. But regardless, Redundancy! Redundancy, <laughs> thank you. Um, but uh, if there is anyone here who is under scrutiny of trust it is currently you I appreciate you being forthright with us and telling us about your situation but please understand if this conversation is to continue you will respect our crew member is that understood and with that he's just squints and just kind of like just quick little finger gun and just like <coughs> you're right you're right one moment. And he turns over towards Felino. And almost warmly, you know, he just kind of claps Felino on his high ass fucking shoulder. Uh, I guess. No, no. 14 feet tall, dude. He couldn't fit in the tracer. You know what? No, no, no. Slap him on the shoulder. He's only like six foot four, so. Okay, good. We have to say, he's not actually 14 feet tall. Like, this became a thing. Like, somebody in the Discord legitimately thought he was growing taller every episode. Berthani are literally eight feet tall, though. 
Yeah, he's like eight. Yeah, I think he's, it's he's eight really one tall. Can, canonically, you know, like. But he's stayed the yeah. same height yeah, the entire grown. time we've known yeah. him. Okay. The joke is that when he like makes a good joke or does a good thing, he increases it. It's like the Grinch. His heart grew three sizes jo- that day. Josh, you know? for a while there, kept adding inches, like little bits by little bits, and then so we made a joke about it. So then we made a joke about it and like started going extreme <laughs> with it. But like realistically, yeah. he's. Somewhere around eight feet. No, per my character sheet, he is ninety-six inches tall, which is right at eight feet. Okay, perfect. Okay. All right. So instead of clapping him on the shoulder, he claps him on the arm. Okay, he claps him on the like the the, the arm, and he says, "My apologies, Vertani. Uh, truth, truth be told, it's been a hell of a day, and I am suspicious by nature. It's part of my job, and." Look, you, I believe you're crew, and you don't seem to be in league with Vatani agencies, which, from my time here, doesn't seem very truthful. They're not very good. I do not like these corporations. Look, Versys is really cutthroat. Like, I get it. I grew up there. I know. You know who else are really cutthroat? It's bounty hunters. <laughs> And just kind of like squint some finger guns at you. You know what? You're right. You're very right. All right. Look, Don't I... get, get between us and our money. Orin kind of speaks up and he says, All right, Kuiper. Um, since you've been here at the resort, anything funny happened to you? Because listen, you know. before before you answer, I just want you to know some strange things have happened to us as well. You know, I had a feeling about that after after uh, thinking about it for a while. I think it makes much more sense now that I have had things happen to me uh, that you would be chasing ghosts, as I mentioned earlier. But yes, I have actually seen terrible things. Things that I don't want to discuss but I do want to tell you that it's it's very strange it's very sinister it's something that is abnormal Mike is going to lean over the table put his palms down on the table and get as close to Kuiper's face as he can and almost snarl at him say we didn't ask if some weird shit went down, we want to know the fucking details. What happened? Because some weird shit happened to me. Some weird shit happened to every one of us. Get your cagey fucking responses out of here. We're putting everything on the table. What happened? And I'll roll an intimidate if I need to. Go for it. Fucking do it. Go ahead and take a plus two to that. Plus two? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not even going to question it. I don't know why I'm taking <laughs> it, but I will fucking take it. Can do. Everybody Can else, roll a perception check. Oh, all the other APA. Roll a perception check. That's a dirty 20, my man. Okay. See, okay. Adam, you've got me what not I got trusting him. random perception checks anymore. I don't like it. I, I'm <laughs> sorry about it. Doing good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, don't like 34. It. Shit. 16. Oh, uh, you got a 31. Okay. Um, 
So all of you that rolled 30 or above, <laughs> you you see, you're watching Mike as this happens. And as he like leans in, you, you see his eyes kind of, his pupils dilate. Like, so it's like, comes down to like, like very, very tiny pinprick pricks. And his like lips, you know, kind of peel back. And I mean, you've seen Mike mad. You've seen him in a fight. You've seen him in his full aggression form. But what you see, the way his lips curl back and reveal his fangs, it, it's like they peel back more than they should. And like you can, you can see like not only his fangs, but like his gums and then the white of his gums at the top of it. Like that shit peels way back. So yeah, Orin will stand up and be, hey, ease up, big guy. All right, we're all friends here. Yeah, Mike, calm down, man. Hey, you don't tell me who I'm fucking friends with. Answer the question. Hey, ease up. Tranquilo, tranquilo. Look, I was in the Swarm War. I'd seen things, I'd seen people killed, and I've been hurt, I've been traumatized, but I will tell you, the the reason I'm cagey is because I have a reason to be cagey, but please, step back. Mikhail, step back just a bit. Let him, let him breathe so he can tell us what he saw. Mike Mike steps back a little bit, but he's locked eyes with Kuiper the whole time. Still says you didn't answer the fucking question. Mike, you're scaring me, bud. I don't care. What I know is that to give, to take one must first give. But I will go ahead and give here, as long as you tell me what you saw. Deal. Okay. So, you may have seen that half elf that I've been trying to get with, yes? (laughs) Yeah, I've seen (laughs) it. Yes. It happened over to the gala. Talking to her. Trying. My best. You know how it is. <laughs> Shooting my shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know. I mean, I gotta say, shoot or shoot, right? <laughs> and, well, everything went quiet. It's almost like. What she was saying was just deadened. It was almost like underwater. Because I saw her face. It wasn't natural. It was distorted. It was starting to rip apart appendages, antennae, eyes. Thorax has appeared. 
and started growing. More numerous. She couldn't even tell it was a, a person. I knew at that point I, I had to leave. I had to leave. And that wasn't the only time. I was in the shower. It was just happened this morning. And there they were again, crawling out of a drainage. I knew it was impossible, but I felt it. I felt their stabs. Mm-hmm. I thought I was dead. I thought I was going to die. But before I took my last breath, they, they disappeared. And I knew, I knew that they were magic, but I can't explain it. Exactly. And for, for the sake of brevity, Orin will also share his experiences as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, And just, you know, save some time uh, RPing this out and just kind of... I will say that I, I want to give, uh, you know, I, I've said that the fourth inspiration is rare now three times on this season, <laughs> but in, in, in a situation where I like to give out inspirations based on RP... It's it's you know uh, it's the odds here, man. I mean, you're gonna hit it. So, John, go ahead and take another inspiration. Yeah. Oh, great, great so. character, great introduction. Seriously, did I love K- it? Kudos to Kuiper, yes. man. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Put a lot of work into it. Also, you running two voices, man. Like, come on. Yeah. I know. He told me he's like, so I want to use a voice modulator and have two voices. I was like, why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to do it. I said, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what'd you get? All right, let's see here. Oh, draw from your personal deck. Watch oh, out. I can't believe it. But it it's it's going to be episodes. like Xeno related. It's oh, no. Yeah, there's, it's there's no personal Kuipers. I think I took all the the Xeno related ones out. I think. Let's see what I we got. Let's it, see man. what we got. All right. <clears throat> all right. John's got some weird ones, man. It's bare inspiration. I knew it would oh, be. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Look, it every bad. time we've gotten a bare inspiration for like three months, we've been like, fucking bare. No. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's do it. It's a bare inspiration. Yeah, I fuck with them bare inspirations. All right. Zeno may have to live with the fact that it is a Zeno. It is a Zeno one. Start it over. Yeah. One. Start okay. over. Okay. Okay. I mean, you can Should still go read ahead? it, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeno may have to live with the fact that sent the party nope, into won't. the worst possible timeline <laughs> just because he had a boop had to boop a drift beacon on the snoot. <laughs> but at least he'll always be the fella who finger fucked the universe and got away with it. Except he oh. didn't. Except he Jesus. Catch up. Catch up. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> that inspiration hurt, y'all. Yeah. Oh, man. This wow. is this laughter of pain. I, I, wow. Since we're already here, I also want to say, since that inspiration hurt us, uh, I just want you to know, John, like, I, I'm not trying to be an asshole to you, like, at all. I'm just playing my character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're doing great. You're doing the great. The way he's being an doing asshole great. is like who he is. Oh, no, 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 about, no, 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 no. About I this thing, it. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good, good, it's good tension for a horror campaign. Yeah, it's absolutely. Good. Okay. People get fighting amongst themselves rather than 
I'm so looking at the real problem. Let's just uh, sum up a little bit. You guys have the rest of your conversation that night. Up until that point, you guys have made the decision to kind of put it all out on the table mm-hmm. in the sense yeah. of like, basically, you guys are all now of the same awareness, right? Yeah. You, you've shared all the information that's relevant to your situation at hand. Is that correct? Mo- mostly. Sure. There is one thing, like I said, that I yeah, would like right, to... what you got? So, you know, as we're talking about all this, Oren would say, listen, I understand that Kayon Reese is a big deal, but Mike and I wouldn't talk to uh, Gardenzio, you know, his former foster father or something. Complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just letting you kind of take this one, I guess. Uh, I don't feel like explaining any of that as angry as I am. But it's still, like, very intense, like, with between Kuiper and Mike, where he's just staring him down the whole time you're telling this story, you know? And anyway, they had some pretty interesting things to say. And, uh, and basically he'll kind of recap about the fact that this was some kind of um, mine back in the day and that a company bought it and there was some weird shit. I mean, I don't know. The, mm-hmm. I don't even remember all the details that actually happened. Adam, if you want to, if you want to just refresh no, I mean, us. you got it about right that this was, uh, at, there's rumors that this was once a mine that quite a few different groups of pirates came here to try to, you know, capitalize on an abandoned mine. And most people that came here didn't return, and the people that did were kind of like out of their mind. Mm-hmm. And, but that what you also know is that this location has been here for a while. You know, corporate people used to come here for a retreat. You found that out not too long ago. And so they've been here for some amount of time before it was open to the public, you know, and you haven't heard any, there's nothing to suggest that anything terrible has gone on here, you know, because I, you know, it's basically, you have the word of the pirate of a pirate to go on that this asteroid is haunted. That being said, you guys have also your experiences that you've had here. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, after saying all that, Oren is basically just going to say, I think we need to figure out how to get into that mine. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> like, at all. No. Not even a little. And, and uh, Kuiper's going to interject and he says, Now, this presents an opportunity. And I would like to pose a question. You appear to be a capable crew. You can help me pursue this case. And right now, that mine is a good lead. What say you, Capitan? I think it is important to explore all available avenues. I think that, yes, this mine situation is a way to possibly figure out a little more of the physical aspects of this place uh, but I think it is important as well to gauge the personal applications I have an a dinner arrangement with 
Philip. Hopefully I can get a bit more information out of him. I have a few tricks up my sleeve. And if we can have joint spearheads uh, with the mine and the personnel, perhaps we can get a bit more information. Cap, I think that Philip is our lead on the mine. I could maybe talk to him. I I mean, I've built up something of a rapport with him. Good point. I mean, I'm no diplomat, but like, we might have like we're we're pretty much friends now. Yes. You could certainly say that Phil and Philip's relationship are at the level of friendly. Friendly. You know, (laughs) not indifferent or yeah. Um, And Ziba would be like, absolutely. We'll take all of the all of the help that we can get to bring this all to a head. Um, yes, uh, this mind is, do we have any information, Kuiper, about the location or anything? This is all just circumstantial. Circumstantial. It's yeah. the best lead we got. Or yeah, uh, and, and, you know, to clear it up, no, there, you know, as I said, the only knowledge of it is the rumors of pirates you know what yeah. i mean and so yeah you guys are kind of i think you guys have this conversation kind of decide to work together to figure out what's going on here and you have a couple leads you have philip that you want to talk to there's this notion of a mine that is here um and not to mention all the other people here that might be experiencing similar things, you know. Uh, but it's been a long, 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 long day, right? Yeah. I mean, by this point, it's easily almost midnight after a pretty strenuous day. Um, uh, the question I want to ask you as a crew is where do you want to sleep? In your room or on your ship? Hmm. I think Fell would be more comfortable sleeping on the ship. All my shit's in my room, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the room. That's where I'm at. The room. Yeah. So, like fell, my fucking I mean, guns. Yeah. I'm going to sleep where my armor is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so also. Like, I get that. But, like, Fell, you know, has a, a connection with this ship. And he, he's going to want to, you know, after being away from it for a couple of days, he's he feels more at home here than he does there. How he's about probably going to get a better night's sleep here for, than he would For Fell, maybe you want to kind of use Terry for some aid on that. Yes. App thing now. That's the thing. You're exposing the ship to the app software. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I feel you, dog. I don't. So, I don't want to do that to the ship. Can Ziva try and convince you otherwise? Ooh, sure. Well, we are here. We need to keep up appearances. And truth be told, I would just as soon we all stay in the same location and. Appearances would not be held if we all stay on the ship while we are supposed to be on a vacation. All of our things are already in the rooms. Let us retire to our apartments. Not to mention that the mechanics will be there in the morning to continue work on the ship. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I just just miss the girl, you know? I understand, buddy. Phil, I will keep... Taking care of the Epic Tracer. Don't worry. 
All Fell Fell is just gonna say, uh, okay, computer. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not giving you a ham horn for that. You're not doing it. Uh, so, so we'll say you guys go back to your rooms. Yeah. Well, I, part of another reason why I want to go back to the rooms, I know, I mean, uh, Mike would sleep where his armor is. I think he knows that about Aaron as well, is that he would sleep where his gear is. But he also wants to talk to Aaron again after like everything that went on today. Okay. Okay. He kind of feels like. A kinship with Orin after today that is unique to anybody else in the party. Right? Fair. Okay. You know. So, yeah, I mean, we get to the suite and, you know, I, I guess Orin would start to go into his room. Maybe Mike would. Hey, hey there, boyo. I'm be like, what's the yeah. deal? Like, <laughs> don't don't play my character. <laughs> <on thing>. uh, <laughs> Agency. <laughs> no, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd either, like, come, like, whenever Aaron goes to, like, get into his room and unpack his shit, like, Mike maybe would follow him in the room and be like, hey, dead boy. But shut the door. Yeah. Right? Okay. And be like, hey, can, can I talk to you for a minute? I know I keep asking to talk to you, but, like, this is odd. And we've been through some things quite recently that have left me, to be frank, quite unsettled. All right. Right. You know what we saw. Sure. And I saw it for quite a bit longer than you did. I know. It... Slapping the shit out of you. Nothing was happening. Yeah, that worries me a lot. And what also worries me is this fucking Kuipe fella who, I mean, let's be honest, mate. Like, what he taught, he's a fucking bounty hunter, right? Like, how much can we trust him? He's just after his own fucking aims. Sure, but if our aims match up with his, might be a useful ally. Yeah, but do they? That's where I'm at. It's like, do they? To a, to an extent, maybe, but he's just here to fucking kill or capture someone. That's his fucking job. How many times have we been somewhere to kill or capture someone, Mike? I the people I killed, I had to get killed because they was Nazis, right? <laughs> Fair ass That's point. Different. Okay. That's different. <laughs> Ain't no Nazis here that we know about. Ken Reese might be a Nazi. Man, that's conjecture. <laughs> that's like serious conjecture. I don't. We have no evidence whatsoever that Kaon Reese is a Nazi. <laughs> All right, I hear uh, you, Mike. I hear you, but this guy seems—I don't know—a little more capable than most around here. Oh, he, he seems quite capable. He's a fucking bounty hunter. He has to be capable, right? What I'm telling you, and this may be familiar to you, is I don't fucking like it. As he's, like, getting more angry, again, you see those lips peel back and you see his teeth, like, bearing and sharp and, like, saliva kind of pooling at the top of his lip as it quivers in anger. All right, Mike. Mike, for your part... When you see 
Oren kind now, of I, react. I didn't choose to do that, Zach. Just saying. <laughs> Alligator Oren, because he ain't got no toothbrush. When, uh, yeah. when you, when he you definitely see, has a toothbrush. We had a conversation. When you see Oren kind of respond, like a little taken aback, there's like Flinchy. a little, there's like a little wiggle of enjoyment in the bottom of your tummy. There, you, you like seeing him back up from you. Oh, oh. <laughs> but I don't. Uh, Heath don't like yeah, it. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, but like that's that's kind of where he's at. He's like, I don't fucking like it, right? And I don't, on a core level, like fucking bounty hunters, right? I come from a background that I've been trying to leave behind for most of my life, and I went another way. Right, and the other way I went is I protect people, and those people hunt people. I don't fucking like him, yeah, and I don't want to fucking work with him. All right, big guy, I hear what you're saying. However, we need to get to the bottom of this, and and this all might be connected. And he has resources; he's got you know access that we might not. If you don't like him. If it turned out to be shady, I'll put a bullet in his head. How's that? You like that. All right. You like yeah, that. I do, I do like yeah. that. And I I uh, put a hand out to give him, like, the Spartan handshake. And I think, I think given your weird lip-drawn liking to scare people description that you gave, like, maybe that cools him down a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I want to give him, like, the handshake and pull him in for a hug and be like, look, man, I know it's been weird. It's it's a weird place that we're in, right? You, you've been there for me. You've been there with me. I don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I feel like I'm losing my shit. But I know what I'm about and what I'm not about, right? Yeah, I understand. Listen... Just Trust me on this one, okay? Be there for me, right? I will, Mike. Watch those fangs, though. (laughs) And he pats you on the back, kind of, you know. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, that kind of ends there. And, Mike, you go back to your room, or you go back to your room. Uh And, Mike, you go into the bathroom. Again, you're looking at yourself in the mirror. And this is how your day started. You're looking at yourself in the mirror. Right? I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the best memory, but... Uh, so you're, you're, you're looking in the mirror, and you see you, you're, like, really looking at your presence, right? And your visage and kind of the space that you take. You start kind of just looking in the mirror, making different facial expressions, you know? Smiles, frowns, snarls, just kind of playing with your face looking at it when you get to the snarl and it starts pulling back like I described earlier it it really pulls back and your fangs start to extend just ever so slightly and again you see your eyes kind of narrow and the pupils dilate <laughs> and like rapidly like that yeah yeah and you start thinking back through all the times that you've ever 
intimidated someone. Anytime that you've ever flexed on somebody. And you feel such like vigor and pride about that. Like you're like, yeah, those motherfuckers had it coming. God damn it. Every single one, you know, and you, you feel, and as you, as you kind of have those feelings, you're, you're again, your lips peel back and just your face, not only are your eyes like dilated, but now they're bloodshot and like you kind of like bite your tongue in your, in your own kind of just getting pumped up. You just kind of nick the side of your tongue, but little pieces, little drips of blood kind of start to come out of the corners of your mouth. And you're just smiling and snarling and looking at your teeth and looking at your eyes and seeing just like how intimidating the toughest goddamn vest in the universe actually fucking is. And I'm going to tell you, you're fucking corrupted, son. You have contracted <laughs> oh, corruption. No, it's like, I want to I wanna ham horn it, but I think maybe yeah. sad trombones is the better you have, yeah. I don't think you, you, Sad you trombone. Were, you, were, you were in the dormant phase for the last day, and you failed your save for tonight, which I've been rolling saves for you guys every night since you've been here. I don't roll the save. You roll the save? Secret. Yeah, mm-hmm. secret saves. Secret oh, saves. that's garbage. Remember when I asked I you... I want to intimidate you, that save. Remember when I asked you what your real saves were? This is why. You're corrupted. <gasps> You've now gone into stage two, which has given you your first manifestation. You are now having the frightful manifestation corrupted by shadow corruption, and we'll see you. Oh, <laughs> oh man. man. I said those will saves. No. I told you about those will this saves. This is what I was worried about when we did signal screams. I was like, yep. y'all are going to fucking have my get against y'all. I'm going to kill die. every one of you. I'm going to kill every one of you against my will. That's what's going to happen. Oh, no. man. Dude. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, okay, Kuiper is getting into this circle. And all well, of a sudden. First. <laughs> Kuiper is getting into the circle. It's just like, I, I mean, like at that point, he's going to notice more specifically because you are on him like fucking white on rice. And it's just going to be. This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. This is how we roll. <laughs>